It's the weekend warm-up on a Thursday night. Cam Luke, part of the Sporting Capital. We're going to get now to our main man, Scotty Cummings, in the West, of course. Coleman medalist, 1999, part of SENWA. Tim Gossage and himself wake up the state each and every morning and a part of the AFL Nation team. And Friday night footy comes to the West tomorrow night. You hear it right across the nation on AFL Nation. The Dockers and the Bulldogs. Scotty, is a welcome you in. I want to start with the forward line of the Fremantle Dockers. It's been an issue since Matthew Pavlich retired. It continues to be the major source of concern. Can they kick enough goals to not just win tomorrow, but do what a lot of people suggested they could do and have a crack at a flag? Uh, well, firstly, good day, Cam. It's terrific to be talking to you again. Um, after making your career probably five or six years ago, you've gone on with good things. Um, terrific to speak to you, mate. Well, the forward line, is, is, it was their issue last season. It was the thing holding them back. And it, it, look, it appears to be that's the same problem now, but it's not so much a personnel thing. It's a connection thing, and they're trying to figure out what their best forward line is. Um, no doubt about it. That, um, and I like the look of this guy in the couple of games we saw last year, but Jai Anus, he's arrived. He arrived last weekend, mm. and is enough for me to say... Um, build it around him. Build it around him. Tabana, well, he, he gets injured and maybe pushing up the ground a little bit. He seems to take marks up high, half forward on the wing, but down forward, he's had a, you know, a handful of bags of goals, and that's about it. Um, and he gets a lot of pressure in that Tabana as well. Maybe, and, we, and, they, and I think that's based on potential. I think everyone expected bigger things from him, but maybe he has played the best footy he can possibly play, um, which just wasn't what everyone was hoping it was going to be or expecting it was going to be. But I, I still think, mate, that I, I'm one of the very few that still believe that Luke Jackson could be a very good forward. Now, the first problem with that, though, is that he doesn't want to be one. So he wants to play in the rack. He wants to play, you know, on the wing or in the middle and he wants to row. But, yeah, so then on, on an extension of that, too, is did Freo go after the wrong man? Um, yeah, he was the number one big man that everyone wanted and Freo got him but was he fit for their needs they need a forward and that was the one thing holding about them and a key forward which they haven't had as you said since Pab's gone and they're still trying to find out who that is Josh Tracy keeps getting a couple of goes um, it just seems a bit off the pace but he, he also up until this point from all reports is he has not wanted to work as hard as he'd have to work to play AFL footy um, I believe he's getting that work rate up, but now he's got to figure out whether he's good enough to play. I have to ask Woody, but Jai Armas, like, put it all around him and see what he can build. Because small brigade's good, but uh, this year, too, the problem is, too, that they're getting beaten up in the midfield a fair bit. Like their elite midfield last year, and, um, Brayshaw and Sarong, or Will Brody. Will Brody's only just come back into the team. They miss David Mundy's just, I guess, cool composure. And I don't think they want to contest a ball count this year. And uh, that's an issue. So getting the supply of the forwards is a bit of a problem at the moment. The, the big thing about the Fremantle Dockers midfield, right, is that in the end, it will get back to a level to where it was last year. They haven't been as good, but I, I think it's an aberration this year, not last. So I, I, I back the midfield at some point, their age profile and the way they go about it to get back on top. The Luke Jackson one's an interesting one. I, I know they played Gold Coast last week who aren't exactly setting the world on fire, but he definitely looks better inside yes. 50 last week each and every week. So if they can convince him 
that playing inside at this particular point, inside 50 is the best thing for him and the team. It goes a long way. And I don't think they went for the wrong guy, mainly because they had no choice. Luke Jackson wanted to go home to Western Australia. The West Coast Eagles weren't in a position to have a crack at him. And you just can't let what many people see to be a generational talent with a premiership and a key component of a premiership when they won it in his back pocket. They just had no choice. It kind of got thrust upon them. So they had to get him, even though it hasn't quite worked early on. But I think in the end, we'll look at Luke Jackson in seven, eight years, maybe a decade down the track of being a very good footballer. I don't believe they should let Rory Lobb go. They had a... They had what? A, what? No, I... But this what? is the... Come on, he's left his up because he's ended up at your team. <laughs> yeah, I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm, I'm not a Rory Lobb fan. No, um, clearly. And and the fact that uh, he's wanted out for two years yep. at that football club, he doesn't want to be there. And then on the way out, says, well, I don't think I was coached well. I don't think I felt, didn't feel connected to the footy club. And well, maybe it was the fact that you wanted to leave camp. And also, everyone goes, oh, he had a career best, career best season. His career best season was 36 goals as the number one forward in the Fremantle pool line. 36 goals, Ken. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. But it's, 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 it's much... three centimetre athlete who has got every attribute under the sun but doesn't deliver at all. So, you know, I'm not... Absolutely. The bloke didn't want to be there. He didn't? He, hadn't, he hasn't wanted to be there for two years. No. Get him out of his football club. Yeah, well, he was. And even though you, you mentioned a couple of things there about his... Uh, 36 goals. He was still the best forward they had, and he was under contract. And I understand the whole guy, he doesn't want to be there, and I, I, I get all of that. But well, I also... If he's the best forward they've got, mate. If he's the best forward they've got, then they go, well, geez, we've got some issues. That's well, the best we've got. We, well, need, we need more than that. They do. You don't just keep them because they're the best one they've got if they're not going to get the job done for you. Well, he kicked 36 goals in a team that last year went to a second week of the finals. And I'm not saying long-term, but he was under contract. He was under contract this year. of which they could. Much. You know that. No, it doesn't. But now we're searching. The same conversation is continual saying, who is the guy inside 50 who can kick goals? I get all of the stuff around Rory Lobby. He didn't want to be there. He wanted to get to Melbourne, and in the end, they facilitated it. And it may have even been a simple situation where 12 months ago they had said, you give us a really good 2000 and 22, and we will make sure we trade you at the end of it. So good on Fremantle for sticking to their side of the bargain. Yet we sit here today and we have no idea who's going to kick goals. And I don't think you, anyone you on this... No one on this team is going to kick 36 goals, Scotty. No forward. <laughs> is a forward going to kick 36 goals for the Dockers this year? Um, John Aramis could... John Amos could if they because at the moment John Amos has played a handful of games of footy, mm. but he's been a he's been a hasn't been the go to man or he hasn't been the, the focus of theirs. He's just been like they get in there chance and see how you go. Um, where I think as they build it around him and with the help of Luke Jackson, if Luke Jackson can, can get his head around that his team will be a heap better off yeah. if he plays eighty percent forward and then twenty percent in the ruck and gives Sean Darcy a chop out. Because Darcy can go forward too when he's having a spell and, and have an impact down there. If Luke Jackson get in his head that for the sake of my team and this early in my career as well, I can make a huge difference to my team in the in the forward line, then absolutely he could. I, I, I think that he could be a... I, like I said, yeah, I'm one of the few that believe he could be a good forward um, and should play more forward than, than Ruck. They've got, to get, they've got to convince him of that, which is... 
strange nowadays is I remember a time as you'd do as you're told. You're playing here and you'll do as you're told. Nowadays it's a little bit, well, it's a lot different. But he could, he could absolutely kick 36 goals. There's no chance of it. He's got until you're after. At the moment, though, they're still trying to find out what their best mm. what their best forward line setup looks like. And I don't think because of the midfield battles that they're having, and they're just starting to turn it around, I reckon, Brayshaw, Sarong especially, and just starting to turn it around a bit. They'll get more of an opportunity. They'll get to see what their forward line can do when they're getting proper supply. Scotty Cummings joins us as we head towards a big Friday night clash, the Dockers and the Bulldogs, similarly placed on the ladder as well. So getting these wins not just means four points. In some occasion, it means eight. Nat Fife. Last year, you called for him to be traded, and honestly, everyone whacked you, Scotty. Now, no, I, know I got food for that. Yeah, yeah and it wasn't uh, for any, it wasn't trying to create headlines or anything like that. I, I just thought that they could have traded Nat Fife while he was worth something. What's he worth now, Cam? Well, I'm not certain. Need to get him back on the park. Of course, they're interested in him playing forward, of which he hasn't had a great deal of time forward. I will ask you, though, I'm not saying you're saying they're going to trade him or all the rest of it, and he's an unrestricted no, no, free agent. But do you think he'll be at the club next year? Do you think he'll be in Dockers colours or elsewhere? Well, it'd be hard to see him elsewhere because because of this, um, I guess, desire to trade. And he has been a, a club great. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about that. But, but in, in my opinion, he hasn't been a great footballer for three to four years now. Um, like when, like when he's out there, he can he can have a bit of an impact, but he hasn't for for that period of time, and he's rarely out there now. So, you know, Fremantle, if they want to be, well, not taken seriously is the wrong thing because they've been taken seriously. But if clubs make ruthless decisions and they get hammered for it in the in the beginning, but then it, they understand the, the club's bigger than any individual. And if you've got a player, whether he's your past captain, whether he's the best player that's ever played for your club in the history of the club or not, that has barely contributed for three to four years now, you have to make a really hard, brutal call on that. And if I was Freeman, I would have done that last year. Now, at the moment, that looks vindicated. My opinion there looks vindicated, but he's every chance to come back. Um, and uh, and play maybe well yeah you know, I don't know that he could come back and play 15 straight games and and be huge but the fact is they're going to play him forward where he doesn't want to play he's reluctantly said yeah I'm happy to play forward two he doesn't really know how to play forward and when he does if he does take a mark his goalkeeping is probably his or his kicking is probably being his biggest uh, weakness in his his entire game so. What impact is he going to have? Do they put him in the middle and try and put a bigger body around those smaller young guys? Then possibly so. They might have to change their thinking on what they want to do with him. But at the end of the day, yeah, what he's contributed to the club is huge. Huge, no doubt about that. But over the past four years or three years, it's been minimal. And I can't see that changing. It's going to take... Generally, when you get older and you start getting injury after injury, you don't just... A year later, all of a sudden, don't get injured anymore. These things continue to happen, and it's hard to wind back the clock as much as you want to. But I, I can't see him coming back into the side and having a big impact. I think they have to, they will have to make a brutal ball. I could be wrong, and and but he can do that thing. He can change on, the, on his head pretty quickly. But everything suggests to me that the Nat 5 is done.
and and not, and not going to ever be near the player that he used to be. So what what do they do with that? And if they did say, if Matt Five said, oh, I've still got footy left in me, um, I can still go. The Premier will say, well, we we don't think he we don't think he do. And he says, well, I want to play somewhere else. What do they get for him, Cam? You you study drafts and mm. trades and all that sort of stuff. What what do they get from that fight right now if his name's on the table? Well, the thing is, you, being an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year, you've got to find a club who's going to pay him enough to get over the threshold to give a first-round compensation pick on the way back. And I don't think there's a club who's in a premiership window, as Nat Fife would probably only go somewhere else, to have a half a crack at winning that elusive flag. I don't think there's one who would pay him enough to activate a first-round compensation mm. pick. Hey, I do want to ask you, though. Well, you would suggest that people agree with me. I, I, I think there's a there's a much better feeling towards your opinion on Fife this year than there was 12 months ago when you tried to push it. Hey, I want to ask you, injuries... It wasn't 12 months ago. <laughs> injuries curtail a lot of players. But I want to give a shout-out, and, and you know more than most when it comes to kicking goals in the West in an Eagles jumper. Oscar Allen's had a really good start to the year. The Eagles haven't. He got stuffed through injury in the last 12 months. Oscar yeah. Allen's been good early. He has. He started off um, ordinary against North Melbourne, and people were sort of up in arms. I'm like, hang, just hang, hang ten. He missed an entire season with with a foot injury. He's going to have some rust on him, and they're going to want you to do a preseason, and yet you're not match ready. And that's why the first round there's always some surprises, and there's always a little bit of rust on all the players that sort of thing as they find their feet again. Australia was that player in round one, but since then I think he's got that one out of the way and his confidence has sort of grown in his body and, and he's a real leader at West Coast. They rate him highly as a, as a leader and a future captain and he's the he's quickly become the number one man now. Again, Jack Barley, Daniel Kowalski of uh, the Eagles forward line, he's the second. He's <laughs> been putting JK shadows for a long time and now Oscar Allen, I think, has stepped in front of him as well as the go-to player and, and the number one forward. So, yeah, he's, look, he's going to be a beauty. He's going to take it. He's, he's, I think he's going to get better every week, and um, and he's got a huge future. As I said, future captain of the club, and um, can play. He's, he's much bigger than he looks still on the field. He's tall. He's athletic. He's got a great jump, and he's sticking pretty well too. Kicked a couple from outside fifty a couple of weeks ago. The last game I saw them live here in Perth, and um, so yeah, look, he's got all the attributes. But you know what? Again. That's nothing that Luke Jackson doesn't have. Mm. Yeah, well, Jackson's the same size. Luke Jackson's even bigger, probably more athletic. Um, so, but Oscar Allen has all the traits. I think of being an exceptional forward for a long time if his body holds up. Yeah. Hey, last one, mate. Anzac weekend, of course. You've had the privilege oh, and the yeah. honour of doing your finest work on the MCG in front of near on 100,000 people. It's a wonderful weekend of football. It's a wonderful day, and this year it's made even better by the fact that both these teams, for the first time since. Season 2000 are in the top four. Oh, it's, a, it's an unbelievable build-up, isn't it? It's been, I guess, tempered a little bit from, I think, Collingwood's point of view with their injury list. It's, um, it's as far as impact on the team and the structure of the team, it's probably second only to Westgate's injury list at the moment. And, uh, um, you know, I know Essendon's lost that merit, and, but on the flip side of that, Collingwood's lost Taylor Adams. So... Oh, I cannot believe that Essendon are ranked outsiders for this. I'm not sure what else they have to do to be um, considered a, a serious threat. I mean, they just took the they just took the D's apart last week after we thought the D's had got their mojo back as well. So 
Um, I can't believe they're so outside for this. Oh, it's the greatest day of the year, Cam. You know that. I've said it to you a thousand times. Mm-hmm. It's the greatest day of the home and away. It's the best atmosphere at the MCG that you'll have other than a prelim final. Um, and the day, I think, personally, and I don't want to get political, is the most important day of our year uh, as a country. And um, to be able to to build that the, the legacy of the Anzacs and also to, to create, the, I guess, the awareness around it. This game has been enormous for that. And uh, it gives us a chance to say thank you to the people who have given us the life that we so lucky to lead right now. And um, But as far as the game's concerned, look, you know where my heart is. One team sacked me and one didn't. <laughs> um, Count the pies. But um, I, I really think Essendon are up to their neck in this. And, um, you know, it's not all about betting or gambling, but um, the odds, uh, if you look at odds on games and all that sort of stuff, oh, I think there's a real disparity between how this game's going to play out. I think Collingwood is going to have to pull something pretty special out um, to win. Hey, mate, before I do let you go, just we've worked together a lot over the last decade or so, and I, I've been... We've played together a lot too. That's always fun too, That's mate. true. Always good talking to That's true. Well, I, I do feel a bit bad because I've spent the better part of the last 20 years incorrectly letting everybody know that you were a decoy on Anzac Day in 2004. <laughs> but I, 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 went back over, I went back over the game and someone's done a statistical analyst, uh, analytical yeah. view of it. Now, you only had the one yeah. touch. It was a nice handball. But you actually had five one percenters. What Mick, yeah. <laughs> what Mick Moldhouse wanted was the one percenters from you and apparently had five of them. So I undermined yeah. your game way too much, mate, so I apologise. Yeah. Yeah, and, and listen, my, one of my football heroes is the great Denver Brereton, and Dermy, during the call, described it as possibly the greatest one-possession game he's ever seen. <laughs> so that's good enough for me, Cam. You can stick it up your jumper, pal. Hey, uh, <laughs> Scotty, love chatting, brother. Are you are you on the AFL Nation commentary team tomorrow night or not? Absolutely. Well, we'll do the local uh, the local call into uh, the WA and to uh, Optus uh, Stadium, so uh, AFL Stadium call, so... Uh, we'll be looking after uh, the local audience uh, on that one, mate. But looking forward to it with Goss and Pete Brahos and Paul Hazelby. Uh, four of the absolute superstars of the media world. Scott, as always, oh, thank you. probably two in there. You can decide. <laughs> anyway. On that note, quick break. Plenty more next.